0: Welcome to Until It's Gone, a podcast where the conversation ends when the coffee runs out. This podcast is hosted by Cole Hammondtree and Nate Morris, two dudes from Grand Rapids, Michigan, who love coffee and love Jesus. We hope and pray that this podcast will encourage you in your walk with the Lord.
1: And thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. Now, join us over a cup of coffee as we chat until it's gone. I'm still listening to Harry's house. I don't know what to do. You're stuck in Harry's house? I can't get out. And he didn't even invite
0: me. I'm just stuck in it. Well, hey guys, welcome back. We're, Nate and I are slowly waking up this morning. As it as it will usually be our episodes will this episode will probably pick up steam 15 minutes in We're like a (laughs) like an old tube TV (laughs) It's gonna warm up I like that better I was
1: gonna say we're like an old steam engine powered train (laughs) Like you know anything about steam engines (laughs) I know nothing about steam engines other than that the steam powers the engine (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to kind of check in this morning. We didn't really have a topic per se in terms of the three bullet points that we have prepared. But in the spirit of what this is, in the spirit of vulnerability and doing life with you guys, we're just going to kind of check in with each other, yep. talk about where we're at. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: and hopefully you gleam something from it. Yeah, find,
1: find the common thread and... And then I'll name the episode something random. So (laughs) that's how it goes. (laughs) As per usual. Thanks to everyone who's uh, rated our podcast. I actually was checking out um, Mm -hmm. the episode we just posted. And I realized that on Spotify, we had like 16 five-star reviews. You guys are awesome. Amazing. I did not expect that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you for those who have reviewed us. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you haven't and you like us, do that that helps us uh, helps us grow and we were actually just talking beforehand mm-hmm. how do we grow this thing and what are our goals for that so we're working on that in in, uh, in the background of things but mm-hmm. you guys are the people who make it happen
0: so absolutely yep and eventually we would uh, we are planning on recording these with video at some point uh, there's a lot to that but one day you'll be able to see our faces in sync with our lips moving and hear the podcast and watch. You'll be
1: able to see the weird looks we give each other when you hear those awkward pauses <laughs> yeah. and we're
0: just staring
1: at each other or or screwing around or yeah. something.
0: The thing, the things you don't get to see. All the nuances yeah. of being here with us, you can experience too. Yeah, so you'll like see it, the space we're in and all that, but yeah. this coffee is delightful.
1: Is it? I haven't sipped it yet. I'm glad it's good. It's an experience it changes just wait I got like fruit on the front and then it changed to like that it's like, syrupy. like the, I was gonna say the like the go yeah the ego <laughs> waffle <laughs> the,
0: the syrup so I I'm gonna say what we're drinking today. yeah well, yeah well, it's, it's uh whatever. it is if you follow me on social media I posted on my story a couple weeks ago I had COVID and we'll get into everything that my life has been the past two weeks but um <laughs> I ordered this like two weeks ago, and it's from Brandywine Coffee Roasters, and it's called Hellfire Demogorgon 4, I think, for season four of Cole, Stranger Things.
1: Cole is a Satanist. I am a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm not at all. Yeah, someone listening for the first time, like, never heard our podcast. I like, just, what the heck is this?
0: Yeah. But. It is, uh, I they did a limited, Brandywine uh, did a limited roast, a limited drop of this um, blend, um, this roast for season four of Stranger Things, which was very good in my humble opinion. I haven't seen it yet. It's a good time. But it's because I don't have Netflix currently. Amen.
1: Yeah. What do you have right now? Disney Plus? HBO Max. A. Hey peacock ah the Office. we had it yeah that's why mm. yep we're almost done with it but same that's the only reason did you have you watched
0: the super fan episodes yet of the office that the longer on, ones that are on peacock
1: oh you might have to pay for that I well you get it with the ad free we have like the ad free version okay yeah yeah, yeah so they I are fantastic. Think we might be watching them and un- unknowingly watching them okay yeah it's like, only
0: through season five
1: yeah I'm kind of excited to be done, to be honest. Hmm. So we watched like we just binge it so you much. You guys are like, gri- You passed us. <laughs> we grind. Like Amanda and I don't normally watch TV. Shows. We don't actually own a TV. We watch on my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> so the viewing experience is very prime for somebody who's in <laughs> film and media. In Subpar. <laughs> we listen on laptop speakers. Oh no. So and um, you're an audio guy. What the heck? It's basically just heresy. <laughs> <laughs> However. However, you know, I mean, the office, I think you can watch it on like a laptop speaker and get the same thing out of it. When Absolutely. you're watching like Marvel, we took like a Bluetooth speaker and like yeah. at least listened because it's like action and right. impact. But the office is just supposed dialogue.
0: to be like candid and yeah. not overly produced. Yeah. Like it's a documentary mockumentary about a paper company. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, we, yeah, I don't know. We don't watch it, but when we do, we watch it. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm excited to kind of, which is kind of my personality anyways, I'm just yeah, excited to like is. finish the office so that I can move on with my life
0: and maybe have my evenings back. You'll never move on. Oh, I will. it will be in, in spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, for the sure. Well, I well, more just mean like watching it every night because <laughs> like our reading habits have suffered and like other things that like, it's just so much easier to go like, Oh, do you want to just like pop the office on and mm-hmm. like, chill for the night. You for know? sure. So, Absolutely. I'm, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm with, with that.
0: You. I'm with you on that. Yep. Sup, Poison Ivy Boy? Yeah. My life has been a whirlwind uh, the past two weeks. It's been a lot. Cole has affliction of the flesh. <laughs> I just... I felt like Job for a solid week and a half. <laughs> that's pretty bold. Yeah, it was a little rough. Um, so two weeks ago I woke up like any other normal day (laughs) and about 2 p.m. in the afternoon I had the worst pain. You woke up at 2 p.m.? No. I said, woke up and then... And then cut to 2 (laughs) p.m.? Yeah. Cut. Fast forward, like nothing interesting happened until 2 p.m. when I (laughs) experienced a, a brutal pain in my abdomen. I thought I was going to explode, um, and turns out it was a kidney stone, and it was not a good time. Yeah, so. Cole texts me. He's like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> had on the way." The next
1: day, yeah, we had to shoot the next day. Just Cole and I. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he's like, "I'm on my way to the hospital ER. are? <laughs> I think I might have appendicitis." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> okay, keep me posted. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> And so we went down there. Meanwhile, my mother has tested positive for COVID. So we're on, we're going to the ER and she can't come in with me. She's COVID positive.
1: Well, at that point she just wasn't feeling good. Oh I yeah. I think you texted me like, she's just not feeling good. She's I think she tested car. positive the next day. Yeah, the next day. Yeah. And it's a good uh, thing you didn't go in. Yeah.
0: Cause that was, cause our shoot was Friday. And this was Thursday. Thursday. Yep. And um, so we get to the ER and the pain worsens significantly to the point where I am throwing up in the bathroom because the pain is so severe. I'm very surprised I didn't pass out. It was not appendicitis. It was a two millimeter kidney stone that completely destroyed me. I've never experienced that much pain before. So that happened. It was an experience that I do not wish on anyone. So I've just been slamming water <laughs> like nobody's business. Cole sends me a picture,
1: three pictures. <laughs> me and Amanda, like, I knew you had kidney stone. I just didn't think you were going to send me a picture of it. <laughs> and uh, so I just get these three pictures out of context <laughs> one next to a quarter, one next to uh, a mustard seed. Yeah, and then just by itself. Just by itself. <laughs> yeah, it was like solo, and then for comparison. Yeah. and and me and Amanda were trying to guess what it was.
0: <laughs> you didn't. You didn't even ask. No, you didn't we, ask. It was dead silent. I was like, "Did he even get I didn't the even, pictures? I didn't even respond. <laughs> he did respond. We were just like." I don't know what these are.
1: And I was like, I think he's just trying to show off how detailed his iPhone takes photos. Those with the R5, thank you very oh, much. Oh, and I figured I was like, or the R5, like I didn't know. Because you send me pictures sometimes just of like, dude, check out this photo. Yep. And so I'm mm. like, yeah, I don't know what that little thing is. But like, there's you can see how sharp the image
0: is. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an experience. And I don't know, I was sitting in the I because I debriefed the next day with you and Amanda, which was kind of kind of fun because Amanda is in nursing and I I don't remember last time I was in the hospital for something significant to the point where I needed medical attention. I never have. Yeah, Other right. Like I've been to urgent care. Right. And I I didn't need a whole lot when I was there. Like, they basically just gave me an IV that had like some painkillers and hydration. And then they took me in for a CAT scan, which I've had before. It wasn't like people were freaking out that someone was about to die. But I was very taken aback sitting in, sitting on the bed in the ER room. And I was just really overwhelmed with this sense of like these people are here for me i think i told you about this i was like i was almost like moved to tears like in that moment once i got into the room of course my pain subsided because the stone once the stone reaches your bladder it most of the pain subsides and then passing it isn't really an issue um and so i wasn't in like really severe pain anymore and maybe i was just coming off like all of the adrenaline and craziness that I just experienced in the lobby of the ER. But, um, I was very like touched and like very moved almost to the point of tears in the room of like, all of this stuff is here for me. Like if I needed it in an instant and like all of these people are here to serve me, not in a selfish way, but just in a reality of what hospitals are meant for. Right? Is like, and I think, coming from you know our western culture that's so like independent of like you don't need help like just do everything yourself like pick yourself up and move on and do everything for you I was very like I said just very taken aback by the amount of care um, that is our medical field uh, that is very good and um yeah, it was it was a moment. It was very traumatic on one half of <laughs> pain like I didn't know I could possibly experience. But then coming a full swing to the other side of like wow, like this is I feel very cared for as you should in a hospital, but just on the on the nature of humans caring for humans in such a like all of the technological advancement that we've had and, and all of the things that are in place in a hospital, all the protocols, all the procedures, all of the communication. Um, I was like, wow, like efficiency, like quality. I was very moved because like I said, it's like, it was there for me. Like if I needed any of that, like in a moment, you know? Well,
1: and, like you said, it was a experience that was traumatic, and you had people to help work through that, you know. And your mom was in the car, right? So you're just here by yourself, exactly, like, exactly. I don't know if I'm gonna have to go into surgery. Like at that point, you were like, right. if it's appendicitis, I might be rushed into the right operating room and get my appendix out or yep. whatever. Yep. Um. So to have people to help kind of navigate through that, and um, like you said, be there if you needed that, but also thank the Lord you didn't. Yes, Um, absolutely. So I was, I was praying for you and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's like this weird tension and it's like something that isn't actually that foreign because of COVID, but I think was very foreign to a lot of us before COVID of like when our life gets interrupted by like sickness or health or like Mm -hmm. things that are outside of our control. Like we had that shoot the next day, right. Which we were both stoked for. And like, basically you're like ready to go on. Yep. And then like, We were gonna that night prep get together and prep, Mm -hmm. which we ended up doing Mm -hmm. at like like way later than we were going to. Um, and we had to be at the shoot at like five five thirty, so it was an early morning. But it was an interesting like. I think like before COVID, I would have been like much more like, "Oh no, like what's gonna happen?" But like after like already experiencing that, just being like, "Yeah, we'll just." We'll figure it out. Let's like, if we out. need to reschedule, that's fine. So I texted our client. I was like, "Hey, just you know, like, Cole's figuring something out currently and, in the yeah, emergency. Currently yeah. in the ER, doesn't know what's going on. So it could be all good for tomorrow. And if, um, but I'll let you know if we need to reschedule." And he's like, "Oh, no problem." Right. Because I think like we like, you know, and and maybe like it's just the circles we run into. I don't want to say like speak for everybody, but in my experience, when you like. Like I think we hype up crises in our own mind. Mm-hmm. Like that shoot was important to us, and it's important to the client too. But like,
0: at the end of the day, at the end
1: of the day, he's like, "Oh yeah, Cole's in the ER. Right. Like that's more important than this shoot." Right. Yeah. So like, I think that it's almost like a healthy reminder mm-hmm. to be human, and that like that like your clients are human, and yeah. don't feel like your work is like the most important thing. In your life
0: right there was a reminds a me it's kind of it's kind of funny there was a my dad had this little it's like a little like fake stone plaque uh in our bathroom growing up and it, it said unless it's fatal it's no big deal and that just kind of reminded me of what you just said where it's like like i think there's some nuance to that right but <clears throat> i think don't be apathetic super broad strokes like yeah like unless you know like it's a video shoot like yeah it's our work and yeah it's what we do to like sustain ourselves and get paid at the end of the day and put bread on the table but at the end of the day like yeah like my health is going to take precedent over (laughs) you know whatever else you know i saw it I'm going to look for
1: the exact thing, but my dad sent this to me the other day. I think it was in regards to, um, like we were on vacation, just being like grateful and kind of reflecting. And it was something along the lines of like, basically like, here it is. Um, there's two things he sent me. Um, they were kind of cheesy, but like it was, I don't remember what you're talking about, but it mm-hmm. says, did you know when it comes down to it, the only knowledge that really matters is, How to purify water, how to grow your own food, how to cook, how to build and how to love. Funnily enough, we're not taught any of it in school. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, You know, and I think like we lived so removed from like sustaining our actual lives that like, cause we've gotten so good at it as the human experience that we forget like if our needs are met and there's people around us that care for us, our lives are really good. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think we were talking about like how Amanda and I want to garden and like Mm -hmm have a homestead and kind of like experience that to some degree and Mm -hmm. wean ourselves off of like beyond the land dependence of like the system as much as possible Mm -hmm. um, as much as reasonable. And then the other thing he sent was like 10 things that require zero talent (laughs) being on time, making an effort, being high energy, having a positive attitude, being passionate, using good body language, being coachable, doing a little extra, being prepared and having a strong work ethic. Man. I was just like, yeah, it's, it's just a really good reminder because I think we get so hyped up about like the success of the nuances in our careers mm-hmm. when your career doesn't define you and it's not the most important thing in your life. Mm-hmm. I think there's this lie, and maybe this is the theme that we've just landed on. Mm-hmm. I think there's this lie in America that career equals success that success in career equals quality of life and money equals happiness when it couldn't be further from the truth. That ain't it. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you guys have heard this before. This isn't anything groundbreaking, but I think that's just a great reflection. Um, I see this like pressure on guys and on women to like not focus on their families to like not, Put
0: not do the hard work of uh maturing yeah almost. and
1: like or even prioritizing like their personal lives over their work lives yep. to a degree like obviously you need to sacrifice a reasonable amount to earn a wage or whatever that is but beyond that like people are astounded we're like oh you weren't available 100 percent of the time or <laughs> like you yeah. said no i'm not going to work this weekend or whatever that is because you valued the intangible things that like my boss, like um, I don't have a boss, but if I did, they could not grant me those things. Right. And the only person who like is responsible to protect those things is myself. Mm -hmm. So what happens in 20 years when I have never protected my personal life Mm -hmm. and you know, all it is is like me saying yes to the next client because I could have a higher earning potential like where's the line, right. and it, and obviously yeah. there is a line. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know. My yeah. brain is so there right now. That's good. <laughs> That's really good. Well, it reminds me of, and I mentioned this as we were talking before we started recording, but I just started reading this book called um, "Emotionally Healthy Spirituality," and like the the subtitle on the cover of the book is like, it's impossible to be spiritually mature uh without being emotionally mature and it was just really it's it's so i'm in the first That's interesting yeah and in how there's it's essentially kind of walking through this idea of like oh we're told like never to rely on our feelings and emotions for this and the other thing and I think there's some validity in that, but it's kind of getting more at how interconnected the two are, like our emotions and our spirituality and how as a Western culture, just all the nuances to that have really like watered down the fact that like, hey, like your emotional stability is important and actually it's extremely vital to your spiritual maturity and your spiritual health. And so I'm very, I'm sure it'll come up more as I do with all the books that I read, but
1: yeah, I'm only one chapter in. (laughs) Yeah. As you like think more about it too, I think biblically when you think about emotions and like a lot of times it talks about like the heart, like the desires of the heart or like very like kind of like impulsive, like emotional things. It's not that that's bad. It's just that you need to be in control. Right. Right and that's like part of being emotionally mature is mm-hmm. recognizing what emotions are helpful and what emotions are hurtful. Right. And being in like, I think like the Bible and like being spiritually mature helps you navigate your emotions right. and apply them in a positive
0: right, way. Oh, and it was kind of even getting at to at least the first chapter that I read is kind of this idea of like, it went through a bunch of examples like, bill goes to church and like sings praises on sunday but then monday through saturday like you know like curses out people on the highway or something like that and and so and so gets really moved by like worship songs but can't like Mm. you know like do this with this person or doesn't have a good interaction with this person ever. or You know, they're like, not a pleasant person to be around, but right. they, but they, but they cry on Sunday mornings and they get touched by God. And then, but that doesn't correlate into anything else in their life. And that's kind of where the book, wow. the book is at. And it's, it's really cool. And I think, so the first chapter was kind of like the 10 symptoms of unhealthy, emotional spirituality. Um, And one, the first one was like doing things for God to run from God where it's like you just pack your schedule full of like serving and doing this, that and the other thing. But really on the inside, it's not changing you like it's not. It's not touching the deep places of, of your soul that or there's not relationship. Exactly. And it's it's mostly just service and it's even a disillusionment to the self because you feel like you're doing all these really, really good spiritual things. Um, but you're essentially just distracting yourself with busyness for God to distance yourself like from God. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. That's and that's one out of 10 symptoms that he mentions, which is super cool, but yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. So, I'm excited it'll come up more, but everything you were talking about reminded me of that book that I started reading. So, but to recap my past 2 weeks jumping back into that <laughs> kidney stone. I uh like like we said, we have no direction for this episode, so Buckle up. <laughs> um, We're going to actually just go over Cole's medical history for you guys. <laughs>
1: Let me pull up my chart really quick. <laughs> uh, and our next guest is Cole's doctor. <laughs> my urologist. <laughs> <laughs> Who will read through the CAT scan results <laughs> and explain why Cole is otherwise a healthy individual. <laughs>
0: yes. So, well, yeah. Continuing on the health trend, I... I had a kidney stone in the midst of this i had poison ivy from who knows where i think it was i think it was from megan's shoot i don't i didn't get it camping when we were for, up north for the dock i could i there's no way we didn't walk through anything and then so i had poison ivy and i got steroids for that and it's gone now it's all good and and then then you went blind <laughs> a uh
1: He drank the poisonous tea. (laughs) I drank this suspicious (laughs) stew.
0: (laughs) Minecraft. Um, I got COVID. So mom tested positive for COVID. And then, uh, as she was nearing the end of her like five day quarantine, I tested positive right before another shoot. Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. Going up North, another shoot for the dock. uh, which would have been really awesome. And I'm bummed that I couldn't get to go. However, I did feel like I got hit by another train. Uh, I was pretty dead and uh, all these
1: trains, just the steam energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Steam everything.
0: There's a, it's a Rick and Morty episode where one of them, <laughs> they like do a spoof of like the Avengers and, uh, there's there's these different people with like superpowers and one of the one of the guys' superpowers is to like summon ghost trains. And so he has like a like you know the ghost like think like fairly odd parents, like ghost like texture and like color, and yeah. that's that. And he has like a train whistle around his neck and he just blows it and there's <laughs> massive trains just come in. <laughs> that's how she's what I was thinking of. Um anyways. anyways. You felt you got hit by a train. Uh, yeah, so the first time I got COVID was... We are going through my medical history. The first time I got COVID was 2020, the end of the year. The year for COVID. And I only lost taste and smell during that time. And Should have got
1: the booster, bro. <laughs> Should have got the booster. Should have, could have, what? Anyways.
0: <laughs> um, Don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. Reel it in. Um, so that was that. And then I... Got it this time, and I didn't lose taste and smell, but I felt really drained and really weak, like a, a normal cold. So between a kidney stone, poison ivy, and COVID, I'm very slowly entering back into society out from under my hidey hole in my room. Just editing videos and photos. Yeah, you got a lot done. Yeah, I, I did get a lot done. We, we kind of got ahead on some stuff, and set ourselves up for entering back into society but um it was good it was a whirlwind and it was definitely you know i say it jokingly but you know feeling like job of that just like what is going on (laughs) and like you said like i'm such a planner where it's difficult i'm still learning how to balance things as they come up like that um
1: well i think of like paul's thorn of the flesh and Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously like now kidney stones are pretty bad but like paul obviously it's something that was like plaguing him over a long period of time that he couldn't get couldn't shake whether that was illness or it's unclear but right the point is that that god used that to keep him humble Mm -hmm. it's
0: interesting how well and that's that's where i was going yeah like i uh, similar to my experience like in the er um I I did a lot of praying through, because now if I get any abdominal pain, I'm like instantly suspicious and like super paranoid that it's going to be another kidney stone. And it's been a lot of like prayer through like, Lord, like don't let there be another kidney stone. And even when I was in pain, I was like, I was crying out to God because it was awful. Um, but then coming out of all of this stuff, Kidney stone, poison ivy, COVID—all of it. Uh, I love going on walks and even just walking and just being so grateful that I'm not in any pain, like at the moment. You know, like being so grateful for that um, and expressing that gratitude for the Lord bringing me through all of that and just sustaining me right now um, has been immediately at the forefront of my mind since all of this. So yeah, it's been it's been a learning process but to come away with immense like gratitude for getting through that as well as having an experience like that that does test your faith. That's like man, this is tough. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like there's a lot of moving pieces to this and especially something as serious as your own health is like man, like I you got me, Lord. Like I I can't, you know, my, my health is in your hands. Like you're bigger than all of this. You're bigger than disease and a kidney stone and all of this, but I'm choosing to trust you even when I can't think because I'm in so much pain, you know?
1: Yeah, that's good. We've been kind of working through that at church. Um, The sermon series and like coupled with like our Sunday school class has been working through the idea of how um, pain and suffering and trials, you know, shape you. Mm. Um, first of all, like how could a good God allow suffering, which is still like, that's a, that's a, one of the most important, it's like, a very nuanced question. Well, and it's one of the biggest like reasons people actually don't believe in Christianity is right. like, Oh, if God's good, how could he allow this? Right. Um, but also like, Even just thinking one of the sermons was on like prayer and how to pray in a way that um, actually is biblical in terms of like not just asking God to solve everything in your life. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, like it's, it's totally okay to advocate for like what you need. Like you being like, Lord, I'm in pain. Please take this away. Yeah. Just God's power in general. Yeah. Yeah. And trusting in that he can. But then there's another sense of having peace if he doesn't, you know, and like Lord, your will. So it's like, um, you know, that's obviously depending on where you're at in your faith. Um, but to recognize that like, you know, like trials produce perseverance. And mm-hmm. and you're on the other end of a, a few of these, like, I mean, I don't want to call them minor, but like in the grand scheme of life, yeah, like absolutely. minor temporary absolutely. trials. Yep. Um, Paul talks about the way that he references trials um he says all of your trials are fickle and temporary compared to the um eternal life and goodness that you will be living after this mm-hmm. basically saying no matter what you're going to experience in life right it's nothing compared to the goodness of eternity right so like doesn't measure up yeah so e- as much suffering as you can experience in the 90 years you're on earth it doesn't even get close to the amount of right glory that you're going to experience after being in presence with the Lord. And like, again, with every, every theology, there's a way that you can take that wrong and like remove your, just be like basically a monk. And again, like remove yourself from the idea of physically depending on God, because the Lord's prayer, Lord, give us this day, our daily bread, Mm -hmm. Lord, I depend on you. I need you. Um, but with an eternal mindset, Mm -hmm. So I you know it's really cool that that's that's really what life's all about it's the tension of dependence on God and praying and advocating for that dependence on God and prayer is really like a way that God really just interacts with us more than like he is informed on what we're doing or right. like what our needs are he knows what our needs are it's a mm-hmm. way for us to show him that we 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 bring our needs before him right and like any good father he wants to give good gifts to his children and like if you're a good father and you see your child Mm -hmm. in pain or suffering what are you going to want to do right but sometimes the child has no idea what's going on and they're crying and yelling because they want their mcdonald's play toy (laughs) and you're like all right this is going to make you a better person and i know you don't see that but i'm going to let you suffer or cry a little bit right because right if i was to solve this for you yep so it's it's a really difficult discussion because it's hard to to talk about those things without undermining like the realness of trials and
0: suffering and pain. Yep. Um, right. Yeah. Like it's it's not. You're not saying, I'll oh, just gloss over all of it, <laughs> and you know, just look at heaven." Right. And, it, and it's
1: <laughs> annoying when people like don't sympathize with your pain, and mm-hmm. they just go, "Well, like you know that like it's God's plan." And <laughs> right. It's
0: like, and it'll all be over one day. It's like, well, <laughs>
1: but it's kind of true yeah and it's like it's just about the
0: way that that's applied so, right right I, know, I feel like it's, it's much just like, so nuanced yeah yeah so that's interesting to me yeah well, that's good but that's been my life the past two weeks three weeks and so we're getting back out there shot a wedding on friday which was so awesome and so fantastic rachel and morgan love you guys is very is very good, and uh, I'm grateful for that. It'd be cool if all the people
1: that we mentioned on the podcast listen to our podcast. <laughs> one day, one day. It's like it's like we we're like Rachel and Morgan, love you guys, and we know they're gonna hear it. Right? We're just like <laughs> just speaking it to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? It's <laughs> just us. We should just send them this. Hey, we
0: mentioned you guys. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that. I was like, well you can send it to him <laughs> somebody send this to rachel and morgan <laughs> please it's better coming
1: from you than us
0: yeah yeah we can't yeah <laughs> whatever so that's been my life where are you at oh man do we have time for this well i mean we're we're getting down to it i'm gonna scoop up the last little bit of coffee you talk for a second well um silence
1: yeah i'm <laughs> pausing because i don't do that enough it's okay Let's see if the gate's gonna gank you definitely got none of that in the in the mic it's because i've got the gate dialed in man got a little tinkies it's a good it's a good gate um so yeah i'm i i told cole before we started like i had a weird weekend um Just in terms of like my spiritual, uh, I don't want to say like spiritual health, um, but just in like feeling alive and like I have direction, um, normally like I'm pretty
0: spunk-tastic.
1: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) uh, Aware, I'll say like aware of where I'm headed and like I have a clear like idea and i live with a lot of conviction so that it's weird to me to not feel that way mm-hmm. um so i just feel like i was kind of i don't know if like off like yesterday i was just kind of like i just want to go to bed and wake up the next day mm-hmm. you know it was mm-hmm. just one of those days yep um not that like anything like hugely wrong happened it was just like i just think a lot of little things off day. yeah and I've been like working a lot at home, and I think like just not being in the That's world. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Just been like really thinking hard about like my goals in life and where I would be if I wasn't getting paid. What I would be doing, what I want to do. Yep. There's a lot, you know.
0: Those are heavy and some heavy stuff.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I mean. Again, like I think the next six months is still a little bit like just grind mode, getting Amanda through school. And um, that's like my ch- like thinking about like checkpoints. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can save the your game. save point, yeah. <laughs> save the game, save state. So I'm like at the point where like don't f up right now, <laughs> get through the next checkpoint and then I can kind of assess where I'm at because then like Amanda will be out of school. One will have a lot more time, and I think like that might be part of it. Like she was working a lot on school this weekend, mm-hmm. and I don't want to make this about me because she's grinding at school. And like <laughs> it's she's about you. Who she's having kidding? like a. She's grinding through a lot of this right now, but in the same sense, like I think that can get tough because this weekend, like I had some stuff to do, but like a lot of it was just like chores around the house, and it felt like. I would have just like rather been spending time with her and she was stressed about school and had a ton of stuff to do. And like, was we were, she was doing like school stuff till like 10 30 last night, which is like, yeah, that's pretty lead. normal actually. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know, just like maybe feeling the effects of that. Um, it's taxing, but I don't know. We'll get through it. You know, yeah. I think like part of it's just like recognizing that, there's going to be moments in life that like, aren't your favorite or they feel weird or seasons and it's just a season or a moment. And yeah, again, with that in mind, like even if it feels weird, like I know that the Lord is like working through it and I don't know, maybe part of it is just like for me, like maybe that's a culmination of just not like really like resting or doing what gives me
0: rest. Like, mm.
1: I don't know. I'm yeah. just like I'm like totally processing like
0: yeah as I talk. That's great. And it's even that where it's like there's one aspect of not knowing everything for the future. That's one instance of not knowing. And then there's another instance of not knowing how to deal with not knowing. <laughs> like you don't you know, after six months or whatever this period of time is, it's question mark or fog. Like there's some like guidelines up, right? But it's not written in stone. Like none of our, none of our plans in six months are written in stone. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
1: And I think that like, honestly, as weird as this is, like, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but like maybe a fear of like success.
0: Mm. And like, what does that look like? Yeah. How because, do we balance like, that?
1: Yeah. Cause like if you have like, I have like 10 things going on in my life that provide my income. Yeah. And they're all mildly like successful. But as they all start to gain traction, there's decisions that need to be made. Yeah. And I think like I might be just be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I don't, and I like, I normally do. Mm-hmm. And that's humbling, you know? Yep. So I don't that's know. That's what I was
0: going to say too. It's like you, you always, like knowing as do i that's why we're usually always on it's the same page it's usually clear to me
1: <laughs> yeah it's usually clear to me like even right. if it's not the ideal thing it's like this is the best thing i can do with what but it's to the point where like that there's not a wrong answer mm-hmm. there's no wrong answer and, to this you problem, would and it be, makes it harder <laughs>
0: yeah and you would be successful regardless of which one of those 10 things that you pick right <laughs> or content yeah
1: like yeah. i and so i think and i also remind myself like Worst case scenario, I pick something and then I decide I don't like it and I switch. Like mm-hmm. there is a long like right. even if I had to start my career over in two years, like there's a long like, Lord willing, yeah. There would be a long life ahead of time to totally. like build things back up. And again, like those crises that we make our own mind, like yeah. or the expectations I have for myself to be like twenty four years old and have it figured out, yeah, we're like a lot of people in the creative industry start their creative career when they're like 30, 40 yep. years old and have a very successful career within the span of 10 years from like 40 to 50 years old and right. retire well. It's like, right, and I'm worried about it when I'm 24 and like have right. a lot of good things going. So Well,
0: and I always think this always blows my mind. Like it doesn't feel like it, but I'm 22. I'm two years younger than you. And I feel the exact same way where it's like, well, I feel like I need to have all my crap figured out. And it's, It's definitely, I want to go back to, and I may have said this on a different podcast episode, but what you're saying about um, picking an option and like if you had to switch or something two years in, it's that idea of like, you know, I was uh, in uh, class in Capstone and we had a a prof come in and, and talk about decision making. And how oftentimes we pray, uh Lord, like what is your will, what is your will like what is your will <laughs> and it's it's that idea of like, well, like you can never be outside of God's will, and also, in addition to that, why do we only seek prayer and wise counsel on the big, heavy decisions like i I understand why I do it, but his this prof's point was why do we only allow God into those things and not like, Hey, I decided to get dressed today. I didn't have to pray about that. <laughs> I didn't have to pray about, Hey, should I start my car and drive to work today? Or should I like crawl on my hands and feet? And like, is that what the Lord wants me to do? It was. So the point is like, why, why do we only allow God into those things? And and why are we continuously asking the question? Like, Lord, what is your will? What is your will? What is your will? Because if you're asking that and something happens that isn't good, you're going to go, oh, I'm outside of God's will, which is impossible, right? So it was kind of like, in, in your scenario, it's like, and I know that you know this, but it just reminded me of that conversation where it's like, you know that if you switch something two years into whatever, it's like, I'm not outside of God's will. He has me right here for a reason, for a very good reason. I'm learning something. I'm, you know, experiencing this. Right. But it was, it's that idea of like, I'm not, I don't want to constantly just be asking for the Lord to reveal his will and do nothing. It's like, well, I can still ask that but i would rather ask the question of like lord be here with me guide me and show me along the way as i'm figuring this out give me your heart um i think it's psalm 37:4. take delight in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart that essentially means like if your heart is delighted in the lord you can do whatever you want like if your heart is for him you know as long as you're not in a job that violates god's moral will and what he says is is good and true. You can kind of do whatever you want. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Reminded me of that. No,
1: 100% and I think that Yeah, I think I'm just such a strategist that like I want to like be optimal <laughs> and efficient. And efficient and um yep life is not about optimization or uh
0: self betterment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to remember that. Yes. And, um, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of just like in that tension right now and I'm in the tension of like genuinely deciding, like not even like what is the Lord's will in this? I know like, and in like, I think there's one thing to like prayerfully like align yourself with like God's heart and delight in him. And I think that like mm-hmm. when they say like pray about something like hot take, I've never <laughs> experienced God telling me what's right or wrong in terms of like, oh yeah, the Lord just told me that I like that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. um, in like this weird spiritual voice in my head saying like, do that Nate <laughs> like um, I don't I'm not saying that he is like like the God can act in whatever way he wants in relationship to you but I think in lines with more of a right view of prayer it's less about God to us and more about like our posture to him mm-hmm. and so when prayers for like, us prayer pray about everything and like when you pray about something I think what that does is it is forces you to recognize who God is in his character, that he's sovereign, that mm-hmm. like X,
0: Y, or Z about God. And now like the now you, in your life seems so like, and you're going to act from that place of his character. You're more apt to act from that place of his character. If yeah. you're, if you're praying about it, like you, you pray for two minutes before you go walk into work, your, your mindset hopefully is going to be in a different spot than if you didn't pray. Yeah. And you're going to be in that mindset to serve people with Christ. And if you have
1: like, and like, again, like having peace about the decision you make, like even if you're just like making a decision to make a decision, you can have peace in that because the Lord is his burden is light. right? And it's, it's light because of all of those things we mentioned. So right? yeah, I'm just like, definitely like my mind knows that my like, I know those things. It's great to talk through them and like be reminded of them. Yeah. And like, absolutely. I'm feeling already much better just about
0: the tension, the trajectory. Yeah.
1: I have no, I, I have, I'm not any closer to making the decision, but <laughs> yeah, I feel better.
0: Baby steps. So
1: I'm just learning to be content in the tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just like kind of like meditating on the Lord and, just genuinely thinking about what i would like my life to look like Mm -hmm. in five ten years from now yeah um
0: money aside like what do i actually want to spend my time doing what what are the core things that you want to your life to be made up yeah because
1: because like pretty quickly like money solves itself like if you're doing something that's right if you've got all these things, like I'm, I'm not so worried about getting rich, you know, right. like I, as long as I have enough to live, mm-hmm. like I would Any rather be spending means. my time doing things that I love. Yeah. So Yep. I don't know. We're all probably in that boat to some degree. I'm just, I think experiencing it a little more heavily right now in the totally. stage that I'm at.
0: I want to say too, just this little nugget that I've held on to for a long time since I've heard it at Cornerstone uh, from a, a prof there. But oftentimes if you're, trying to make a decision and you like you said you aren't quote-unquote hearing a pathway or there isn't something being highlighted to you or kind of doors being open and you're praying about it and you're asking the lord to guide you and show you oftentimes when that happens i think it's the lord trusting us to make a decision because he trusts us uh to make a decision in his character where like if if you're not hearing anything and you're searching for something i think sometimes the lord has given you enough of his wisdom to make a call and to make a decision to then move forward in step with him and i think he trusts you to do that
1: or well, yeah and i and, and maybe another way to phrase that too is like part of our imageness is the ability to like discern and make those decisions mm-hmm And so that freedom, yeah, the freedom that he gives us to like to create and to experience life and to decide like what we want to do is part of the blessing of being alive and the breath that he gave us in his image. Like we are mirroring his ability to, and of course this is totally like he is so much more divine in this way Mm -hmm. and really like mysterious in the way that he would make a decision. But we get to enact some sense of, reason and um, even capacity for wisdom yeah. like like our father um, so I think that like yeah I think that like the in, in the diversity and the endless opportunities and like that it could all shake out to be is like a blessing
0: mm-hmm. it really is totally so absolutely I, I
1: don't want to like sit here and be like oh, I have too many options because like I know a lot of people don't have a lot of options right. so totally I'm, I'm not trying to like no but downplay it, it, that, it is but,
0: kind of like a problem in and of itself yeah it's like oh it's a new problem yeah
1: so i'm just working through that um i'm
0: sure i'm sure that things will become clear in time totally i'm sure they will the time i so maybe wrapping up this final this final point um and i don't know where i'm going with this but i had a classic i had a phone call with my mentor yesterday and i think what you were saying about um tension uh that's what reminded me of this but it's this idea that um the tension we will always be living in attention um jesus does not speak kindly about uh this world being that it is wicked and perverse and wants to pull you every which way And so it was actually really encouraging um, through some battles of sin in my life currently to have this conversation with my mentor um, and just be like, and and be real and have this conversation about it's tiring. (laughs) And it's tiring to live in this world and to live in tension constantly and to always have your guard up and to always be on watch uh, in this world that is so, like I said, wicked. It was was encouraging just to hear that, because I think, I don't know if that message is spread as much as it should be, of this idea that this isn't it. Following Jesus is hard. This isn't it. This isn't the end spot. (laughs) And my mentor is um he just retired he's uh i think he's sixty around there and like he's he's tired uh spiritually speaking um of constantly being on guard and and being in community with believers that's that is something that is a reality to be tired and to be worn down. Just simply by being in this world wanting to hold true to what Jesus says in his word, it's, it's a battle and it, it can be tiring. His yoke is easy and his burden is light, but that doesn't mean that it will be our entire experience here, and I, I don't know if it is if that aspect of that is really supposed to be, you know <clears throat> yeah, I have two, two things that come to mind
1: on that um first like hebrews like let us strip off all the weight that slows us down basically to run the race with endurance mm-hmm. like this is a mer- like think about right. going on a run right like there's a start point and end point birth and death yeah when you start your run is your birth mm-hmm. and when you die is when the run's finished and as anyone who runs knows <laughs> it's good but it's tough it's brutal and um so the only thing we can do is dress right Mm-hmm. get the right shoes on proper um, nourishment yeah like when we real look down and realize we're wearing jeans like let's get some running shorts on yeah like so with that analogy thinking of like our life let us strip off the things that prohibit us from running efficiently mm-hmm. but even when we are as optimized as possible it's still going to be tough right it's just going to be easier right um the second thing i thought of was like in terms of being tired um like I think that also shows the importance of retreat and rest um, within like the scripture and prayer and like worship and like mm-hmm. abiding with other believers. Right. Because when you get with your, the body of your closest friends and like, like maybe go on a vacation for like a week with no agenda, but just knowing that you're with people you trust and like you can in some sense, let your guard down a little bit. Right. And like, rest mm-hmm. and remember like and be filled mm-hmm. and be poured into so that you can go back into the world refreshed and rejuvenated. Right. Um, yep. So those are the two thoughts on that. I know we could go for hours. We could. So um, <laughs> good stuff, man. Yep. Good stuff. It's good. Classic UIG
0: record time. Yeah. Do you have one? Honestly, don't
1: have I don't. And so I'm going to refrain from, <laughs> from, from, Adding my opinion here because Hmm. I want to actually have an opinion. Okay. So, all right, it's better for me to just let you take this one. That's all
0: good. I, I. It might be better for us to like
1: come come to a consensus, anyways, on like a record each time. Just do one. Yeah, because it's easier for people to like stomach. Maybe totally. Yeah. Anyways,
0: we still got to make our playlist. Sorry, guys. Um, we gotta do a lot. We gotta do a lot of stuff. Um, record time this week is. Nurture, the album Nurture by Porter Robinson. Nurture. Nurture. Um, It is, it has quickly become one of my favorite albums of all time. It's electronic in some sense. It's not EDM. It's not, you're not showing up to a rave or anything. There's some upbeat songs on there, but it is, in my opinion, extremely beautiful. Uh, to listen all the way through uh this album, all the different nuances and all of the different sounds there's a lot of um like foley in in the album of hearing like birds and leaves and kind of feeling outside the album cover is green, and I think it's like i don't know if it's him or if it's somebody else kind of like laying in like a bed of flowers it's actually really. It's really really nice to listen to there's some wonderful um, piano parts um, and really nice acoustic guitar parts um, but it is fantastic it's a it's a really good listen it's I think it's a great summer album too um, and uh, it's it's one of my faves for sure so nurture by Porter Robinson maybe we'll make a playlist this week and start yeah start adding to it but yeah and like i just took some notes
1: on things to add to the show notes because <laughs> uh, yeah we i always forget to and yeah so we're uh we're trying to improve for you guys but we're getting there you know it's the marathon we're we're trying to do
0: it we don't have any production assistants so yeah. it's just us <laughs> yeah <laughs> someday maybe someday we'll get there guys
1: thanks for sticking it out with us on this one yeah feel like this was like i kept saying it's like classic uig but this really felt like coming into it and doing life with you guys honestly where we were like sometimes we have these like ideas that are just like waiting to talk about but this was probably more akin to like just transparent and what a coffee talk would actually be like for us yep yep that's what felt like thanks guys for doing it with us thanks and Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. If you've made it this far, please make sure that you are following us wherever you're listening and that you have notifications turned on. As we constantly mention, Cole and I suck at posting on Instagram. So that is the best way to stay up to date on our current content. And it really
0: helps us keep living the lifestyle that is important to us. Yes. Thank you to Josh at Local Legend for always hosting us. We're excited to continue this journey with you guys. If you have any recommendations, questions, comments, thoughts, or ideas, hit us up on Instagram at uig.podcast. Send us a message. We're so thankful for you guys. Thank you for always listening and supporting the podcast. Yeah, baby.